You're listening to The Blizzard of Osborne by Michael Sheen Cuddy. Chapter 6 Swept Away. Holding Jet tightly, Cassie ran around bushes, dodged trees, ducked under branches, wove around boulders, and hopped over fallen logs to get away from the Icemen. Jet squirmed in her arms, eager to get down on her own paws. But for all her running, Cassie still heard the rover motors. She looked around, desperate for an escape route. A patch of light shone beyond the thick undergrowth ahead. An opening, perhaps? She stopped running, and just in time, because the ground under her suddenly vanished. She'd nearly run off the edge of a cliff and fell into a deep gorge. At the bottom of the gorge, a strange orange liquid roared, smashed against boulders, churned white foam, and swirled with whirlpools. Was it a river? Whoever heard of an orange river? Cassie had seen movies of volcanoes spewing lava, and the roaring orange liquid below looked more like lava than water. The rovers got louder than ever, so close she could smell their exhaust. Cassie saw a vine hanging from a gnarly tree. She grabbed hold of it and tugged. A swarm of rainbow butterflies scattered from the upper branches. The vine felt sturdy enough. Well, Jet, if Tarzan can do it, maybe we can too. Cassie unwound the vine from the tree trunk. Peering across the gorge, she guessed it was maybe 30 or 40 feet to the other side. If she could swing on the vine to the other side, they'd be safe because there was no bridge in sight for the rovers to cross. Cassie held Jet's front paws tightly so she couldn't scratch, then wrapped her free arm around the vine and took a running leap across the gorge. Halfway across, the vine broke. So much for Tarzan. Now Cassie and Jet were more like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid shouting in a free-for-all, all the way down to the bottom where they splashed into the wild orange torrent. Something was sticking in her back. She rolled onto her side, and the pressure eased. Rocks. She was lying on a rocky shore. There was an orange hand reaching for one of the rocks. But wait, that orange hand was hers. She looked at her other hand, 
Both were orange as tangerines. Not only were her hands orange, but so were her forearms. She rolled a sleeve up and saw her upper arm was the same bright orange color. Panicked, she lifted her shirt, and sure enough, her belly was bright orange too. She looked around. She was surrounded by rocks and stones of all sizes and shapes, from pebbles to boulders, flat ones, round ones, jagged ones, smooth ones, shiny ones, dull ones. And wedged between two moss-covered rocks was a bright orange cat. Jet, yes, but Jet with a day-glow orange coat instead of her familiar black one. Oh, no! Cassie feared the worst. Jet was sprawled out flat, her limbs looked stiff, her head turned to the side, one of her sharp teeth poking out from her curled lip. Oh, Jet, please, please, little Jet. Cassie knelt down and picked Jet up, gently lifting her to her breast. Cassie hugged her and pleaded into her ear. Please, Jet, please don't leave me. Please, please, please. Cassie squeezed so hard, Jet coughed out a stream of sour-smelling orange liquid. <coughs> Jet shook her head, her ears fluttered, and she opened her eyes. At least her eyes hadn't turned orange, too, Cassie thought. They were the same pretty melon-green eyes they'd always been. Now Cassie felt the vibrations. Jet's purring motor just turned on. Oh, Jet! You gave me such a scare. I thought you left me. Cassie snuggled her kitty, then set her on the ground. Jet flexed her claws in the sand and pebbles and arched her back and let out a great yawn. Aside from her new shiny orange coat, she looked as good as new. Next, Cassie and Jet are set upon by a most fearsome creature. <laughs>